0: Welcome to Team Rabbit Hole Edition 181 with Brian Lar, Art and Magic. Join the team as we discuss the ins and outs of the zeitgeist, how to make sense of it and how magic and art can possibly help. Once again, welcome Brian, welcome Jim.
1: Hello everybody, Raphael, Jim, thanks for having me on. Looking forward to it, one of my uh, favorite topics, needless to say. I'm,
2: I'm stoked because uh, you said yesterday or the day before whenever that your angel deck was coming back in and I bought one and I'm stoked about that, quite frankly.
1: I'm stoked about that, too, dude, and and uh, I was hoping that it would come today, but it hasn't gotten here yet. Uh, it'll be here momentarily, and I cannot wait to get it in your hands <laughs> so you I'm get the one decide. that you originally tried to buy.
2: <laughs> I'm happy to so know. Well. This is like a collector's set now. But um, I'm trying to decide, because I know, I think, uh, well, first of all, let's talk about the cards of the episode, and then we'll kind of go off. Totally. And Jim, maybe you can
0: slightly adjust your mic, because it sounds kind of wind turbine-ish. I'm not sure why. Like you're in the laundromat or something. (laughs) (laughs) But it'll be fine. You can just continue.
2: I had to (laughs) unplug
0: my space heater. Okay, but I don't want you to freeze at the same time. It's fine. So um, maybe it was just about holding the mic. Anyhow, just proceed.
2: Word. Well, it's 181. There's a palindrome involved. Even the 8, I mean, if you cut this in half or put it in sideways, it's all reciprocating mirror imaging. Uh, that's going to be number 10 on the Major Arcana, which is the Wheel of Life in uh, the David DeAngelis card deck. It says, I understand there's a time and a season for everything. Karmic forces are at work. Oh my god, yes. Balancing the light with the dark. Need to hear this. Understanding nature cycles, watching time pass, and opening yourself to the unfolding of life around you. rafael what do you have for Galactic Heritage?
0: Number 73 Vega, freedom, future. The ancient vegans had many challenges in their personal development, including feelings of self limitation, self judgment, over controlled emotions, and martyrhood, to name a few. This kept them feeling like slaves to their mental and emotional patterns for millennia but as they awakened they realized that those patterns were just illusions that stopped them from seeing their inner light once they realized this they experienced a tremendous sense of spiritual liberation and freedom this is the same challenge humans have can you stop validating mental emotional patterns and simply be your light
2: well brian Raphael, what do you guys think of those cards?
1: One day you're up, the next day you're down. (laughs) You know, the wheel of fortune turns all the time. And, uh, you know, I, (laughs) I, I think it's a really great thing. Like when things seem really dark and like, oh, my God you know to hold on to the fact that you know if the if you're on the downside of the wheel you know you're going to be going up it's just inevitable it's the way
2: of this cyclic way of you know the way we go through stuff well the game show i don't know if Raphael's ever seen but there's a show called wheel of fortune um Yeah. And there's a bankrupt thing. I mean, like it can get really bad, right? In a sense. Like, it's like... Yeah, you lose all
1: your money twice. in one roll, man.
2: Right. You you want the vacation. You want the uh, college, you know, whatever, scholarship with a car, all these things. There's prizes. and there's some not so much money. And you're going for vowels and consonants and all this kind of stuff, guessing words. You want to uh, guess the puzzle. <laughs> I want to say, what is uh, the apocalypse? No, that's Jeopardy, R.I.P. Extra uh, Beck. But... Um, I mean, we could talk about the zeitgeist. I I, I do want to talk about your angel deck at some point. Maybe we'll bring that in when we start talking about art and magic because that will be affecting me directly soon and we can kind of go any which way. As far as the astrology, I mean, if people aren't into astrology, we're talking about this in the green room a little. Um, Jupiter's at 22 degrees Capricorn, which is about like explosive, big, more, more, more. And that's where it's going through right now where Saturn and Pluto had been conjunct in January 12th of this year when
1: at 23 degrees yeah
2: yeah same exact kind of area and it's like just emphasizing what we've already learned which is like death of expectations systems becoming more controlling potentially you know things like the establishment kind of losing i mean for better or worse getting its wind knocked out of itself probably for good reasons which i can hope for right but that doesn't mean um it's always easy when you're kind of in the operating room or whatever. It's like, yeah, we're, I guess we're removing like broken bones and stuff, but like that doesn't mean recovery doesn't have pain or chance of infection, et cetera. So um, even today though, there's a bunch of squares and oppositions like the moon and uh, Mercury, I think are conjunct, uh, not Mercury, uh, the moon and Venus are conjunct right now in Libra, but they're squaring Saturn and pluto and jupiter and they're opposing aries and uh mars and aries so it's like our actions like it's just it's just a very tense moment um personally in my own relationship politically in my home like like some of my family voted for trump some of them voted provided uh it seems even just with like social media re- recently i don't know how realistic it is but like people have been saying they've been you know youtube things i made a meme Just briefly,
0: not that we have to lay out, you know, I mean, this would actually be a funny question, even because technically they always say in democracy, your vote is anonymous. In German, you call this Wahlgeheimnis, so the secrecy of the vote. And, you know, some make a big fuss about it. With others, it's pretty obvious they're outspoken or they're party soldiers. So it's clear what they're voting for. However, I'd be interested, Jim, especially since from what I understand, you probably just didn't vote or something but not necessarily identifying who's who but like how was the communication within the family given uh let's say outspoken differing voting decisions
2: well everybody's afraid right so i live right now in my house my mom and stepdad it's their house i'm here i usually live here when i'm not traveling like in ecuador and switzerland and like in australia but that's not happening right now so i had to put that on hold and uh my brother and his girlfriend are here while they're going to school online and kind of just saving money, I guess, or whatever they're doing. Um, She's a Capricorn stellium, so she's got, like, Sun, Moon, Mercury, a bunch of planets, you know, in Capricorn. I forget which house. And he's a Gemini, but he's got either a Capricorn Moon or an Aries Moon. I forget. But anyway, they're very pragmatic, very – I mean, it's not like I'm not, but compared to them, they're very, like, what is the standard opinion? This is my brother and his girlfriend. They're, like, you know – as soon as we were having episodes about, you know, whether it was David Icke or 5G and all this COVID stuff or Q or any of that stuff, they're like, you're insane. Right. So they're very committed to anti-Trumpers. In the
0: membrane.
2: Yeah, exactly. And whereas my mom is more like a Christian and she's like, I don't really like Trump, but I think he is pro-life. I mean, she's just kind of doing party line things. So about a week ago, I guess, or the, before the election, we all kind of knew this is like the day before the election. My mom's like, let's all uh, watch a pastor or – she wanted to watch Hamilton. and I was like, all right, we could do that as a family instead of watching the election result. We never did that. Um, and she's kind of panicking and being like, God's in control, which I don't disagree with. Consciousness is playing out as it needs to in a sense. Sure, yes, I'm very okay with that. But then at the same time, everyone's like afraid, which I think is reasonable considering um, the, the raft – on which Western civilization has been floating on has been floating on top of like corpses or something. And now we're starting to see them or whatever. And it's just like, oh shit, this Tom and Tom Sawyer raft has floated, you know, on the bodies of a lot of things that are like inappropriate, whether it's systemic racism or manipulation of elections or who all sorts of things. I'm not even sure what's true anymore, right? And we're already in a postmodern shit show anyway. But now we're kind of coming to this place where I guess um. yeah, everyone, you know, is very vocal. My brother's like, be on the right side of history because he thinks Trump's a fascist and he's doing a coup, a soft coup, basically. And I could see his points. And then I've, you know, seen enough, uh, like my fiance and Raphael, you and other people who are much more vocally pro-Trump. I could see your points to a degree. <laughs> so I'm like, all right, I don't know. I became political, basically. I mean, for better or worse. So that's kind of where I'm at with this. I'm just like, I can't control this. I can only control myself, and hopefully I don't flip shit and react out of fear. Um, doesn't mean everything's going to be easy and not bumpy, but I'm just trying to breathe. It's like Lamaze, I guess. It's like, this is going to hurt. I mean, I don't know how a baby feels, but it's like, this is going to hurt, and it's going to stretch your skin, and you might bleed. You could even die giving this baby. But America's going through a Pluto return. Um, I've got a copy of the chart of America. I don't know who drew it up or how. I think it was like Philadelphia at this time they figured out that's like what they'll say it is it's um i'll have to look at it in a second it's on my other phone but uh pluto is at like 23 degrees or something for america or 22 or wherever it is it's very close to where it is right now i think in two years it will be exactly so america's being killed and resurrected right now basically it's going through a pluto return so um yeah, it's gonna be different. On the flip side of this, and I'm not sure how to look. I mean, some people think we gonna be wearing COVID masks and you know have microchips and like you know nobody's got jobs anymore because the economy's all collapsed. That's one option, I guess. And then the other one's what? Like, I guess the more pro-Trump thing, but I'm not on that wave, so I don't really know how to defend it articulately. In any event, I'm kind of rambling. I'm kind of curious what you're seeing from your perspective, Brian.
1: You mean as far as uh, re- the reaction of people around for uh, in a political zone? You know, the thing I notice the most about it is the incredible, palpable, thick coating of fear, energy, and anger in all directions. And I shield up so hard when I leave my little property here and walk outside my bubble. Cause it, you can taste it. It is so intense, and uh, you know it is just, it is just really great. Well, and for me, the Saturn Pluto thing at twenty three degrees
2: Capricorn—that's where my Mars is in my chart. Wow, You're built for this, huh? You Was might feel again? energized by this. You're built for this.
1: Well, whether I'm built for it or not, I've, I've you know, it's always. Uh, when you live in the jungle, you have to be prepared for anything to happen, <laughs> you know, and from from it to come from any direction. And as long as you stay centered inside and resolute in keeping that cool and not out on some tangent, you know, you usually can uh, weather the storm. And it's usually better weather on the other side, you know. We've been through smaller versions of this a couple times in, in my lifetime. And uh now it's just on a really large scale. But that's what the whole like Saturn Jupiter or uh Saturn-Pluto thing is about. It's you know, destruction of systems that exist at the moment being replaced with systems that work better. But that destruction part of it is really kind of crazy. And I have to say, you know i hear the I hear the stuff being floated by the left, and wow and and you know i, I don't really know anyone that voted for Biden. I know people that voted against Trump, I know people that have gotten so deeply into the hatred for Trump that they've like, it's infected, the, like every part of their lives. Now, I don't even like to be around them anymore.
2: It's like, dude, just, you know, what's well, it's, because I guess it's so tense um, that both sides think it's do or die. So people that are pro-Trump are like the left is corrupt of the media. And, you know, it's, uh, you know, socialist, whatever. I mean, I I don't know what the real argument is, but they're like, oh, my God, we've been going toward, you know, all these carbon taxes, and that's a myth. And, you know, just, like, various little things add up. And they want to kill babies, all you know, all these little, like, side issues. Well,
1: dude, just even the, like, you know, the immediate thing upon Biden winning. All right, we're making lists of Republicans that supported Trump, and there's going to be retribution, you know, and all these people coming out on social media, uh, you know, looking for – uh, what is it, reconciliation and something else, commissions, tribunals. I mean, this is not communist against, China.
0: Against the Trump Republicans, basically, or what? Yes,
1: yes, exactly. They need to be it's held kind accountable. Of, it's White kind of they need to be held accountable for Trump. It's like, what the
2: well, that's what I'm fuck and is this, that? Uh, they think, I mean, in, in my brother's mind, he's like, I'm trying to prevent a Hitler 2.0. Like, that's how high stakes it is in his mind. And then people, who, uh, you know, that's from the left side. And then for people from the right side are like, liberals are destroying our values or, you know, any number of things, right? So um, it's just gotten to a point where nobody can think clearly. Fear is in the air. I mean, you're an Aquarius. I have an 11,000 on the moon. I'm pretty aloof in a sense. Like, I think, right? And Raphael's a liberal, I mean, a Libra who's, a, he's probably a little more liberal than not, but he's a Libra uh who's not an american so i think we're just, all kind of
0: like not just briefly because of- i saw a great post by um in uh well a private facebook we would just say um by alex i hope she's gonna come on at some point and she wrote something like she's probably the most left-leaning conservative she's a conservative she's aware of and i mean i hope by now everyone is aware that like a two-dimensional spectrum of political views or something is a battlefield in itself anyhow. And that's not necessarily how any lines should be drawn in my view. However, what uh, what I'm, uh, Brian, I mean, we've been talking about this and also with Jim, I'm always kind of like, or I'd be curious, maybe Brian, as to your view, because I spoke about this with Jim, that generally speaking, you know, in terms of conditioning, I would say, and because of, you know, education, I would also have been educated in a certain one may say, in a sense, liberal or humanistic mindset. Until then, you realize that quite a few of the concepts you've been taught, in my view, going farther than for most, in my own estimate, have, you know, turned out as being at least inaccurate, if not plain wrong, or complete disinformation, whether we talk about, you know, history, science, biology, religion, uh, whatever it may be. Uh, So then it was kind of, I investigated, let's say, different political groups or spoke with them, came to realize their dogma, realized that I cannot really align with anyone. However, what I would still say is quite possible and relevant is to make up one's own mind regarding policy decisions. And it doesn't necessarily mean everyone needs to imagine themselves being president, except, of course, of their own reality, which everyone is. But in the sense that, I mean, I would say generally it's, but that not...
1: requires that requires the effort to actually find out enough information to have <laughs> yes. a relative, uh, a relevant exactly. opinion about it, and not like some bias. Oh, putting... of so Twitter. Jim, please
0: respond respond to that. Jim, just from your point of view, or how you mentioned in terms of that you've been overloaded or something, because I guess many would empathize also with your
2: position because that's what we've been discussing. Kind of letters, dude, like I haven't known which end is up. I mean, I have a you know, like the media is gonna be like, oh my god, terrorists. Or, or this has been going on. This is systemic issues. All right. Like, so I don't this is deep stuff. And we've talked about the stuff you think it goes as deep as Tartario resets. Right. And like NASA not being real or whatever, like that level of conspiracy against people. But for a long time, we've just been kind of chattel. It seems allowed to kind of graze where we want Um, but now maybe the farmers are, like, you know, up in the house, shooting each other, whatever's going on. Agenda 21, my brother. See, okay, that even goes even deeper. So, I mean, in a sense, in a pro- in a pronoic way, I think it's all- the Wheel of Fortune is going where it needs to go. Like, God is in control. You could put it that way, but that's very deistic. You could say the universe is unfolding. Definitely. And all that. But at the same time, there are forces that are shaping this. I mean, this gets into, like, potentially Orion War-level stuff. just like yo like there's a lot going on that maybe we weren't able to see people for since probably 9 11 honestly because before then it was like jfk conspiracies nothing really that big right um and then 9 11 happened and like kind of created a schism ironically um in in people's minds i mean i even quit smoking weed i was in high school my uh, sophomore year i stopped smoking weed right away when i saw people jumping to their deaths on tv i was like i can't just party you know
1: you know that was the last time and and it wasn't the whole world, but that was the first and the, the last time before the COVID thing hit that like the whole country came to a dead stop. Every plane out of the sky, every thing at a dead standstill. And that was what that was that first day the earth stood still moment for me, you know. And and I thought that was trippy. And then and then the COVID thing happened, and that still continues. You know, crazy. Sorry to interrupt you.
2: No, dude, you're cool. I want to hear your thoughts. I mean, bottom line, t- when we start getting into like information, how does one discern what's even viable at this point? That's why I haven't gone too down far some rabbit holes. So it's like I don't mind talking to QAnon people, but I can't drink that Kool Aid fully, or else I'll just go off on one. You know, right. One... So
0: maybe to get at what's the the thing for me here, what I always try to kind of uh, elaborate upon. I mean, we have many different guests. It could, in different senses, be said to be authorities, in a sense, or at least authors of their own life. So, at least from that point of view, their perspectives being, at the very least, contemplated and considered. However, the way I see it, also in terms of discerning, um, well, at least one's own preference, is that it's not necessarily about believing anyone in particular, but that it's really about making up your own mind. For example, I mean, it's which topic is not a hot button, hot hot button issue, but on a simple level, with the idea simple of uh, abortions, just a general question. For me, at least, always was like, why even be in a place and a supposedly civilized society where that even should become a common occurrence for whatever reason, you know, and there is. Like for me, that's pretty clear. And of course, the solution is not just to ban it, you know, that's obvious. And there's many, many factors. But from this point of view, I could say one can have, you know, clear preferences, which could then I could say overall, in a sense, this or that, let's just say decision is more in alignment with my own preference. Again, doesn't mean the government is deciding for me or anything like that. But here, I would say it's quite possible to develop, you know, one's own view and clear opinion. I don't see any hindrance to that. Also, without wholesale believing what anyone else' ideology or dogma may be.
2: It's a lot of levels. I mean, it seems like a yuga shift. It seems like a pole shift. We were talking earlier how it's like it shouldn't just be two-party or something like that. It's like I mean, it seems within the kind of hermes trimagistus level of things like polarity exists so it's not terribly surprising this is happening right um but i think people are very confused it's very postmodern, where it's like a lot of people are hyper relative some people are living you know many people i'm not saying many but some people go to a few stations for what reality is and check into that some people create their own reality so fully that they don't know how to relate necessarily to other people and the covid thing has stressed that even further we've all been shoved into hermit card mode and it's just like, you know, if you had, like, a little demon on your shoulder, now it's a big one. Or, you know, that kind of thing. If you had a little conspiracy theory, now it's, like, the ruling thing. Um, It's the end of the Piscean Age, essentially. Uh, Saturn. Thank a- God. Right, but that means delusion. And, and martyrdom. We passed
1: that. We passed that, man. Aquarius started back in March.
2: See, I Actually, think it's happening in December 21st. Just because
0: we're talking about ages here, and this is... Um... recent video by john Lever on youtube highly recommended channel talking about the tortaria resets and perspectives and one thing he recently brought up again and that's an idea i find highly interesting is the concept i think jim you even mentioned that there is a name for it the idea that in a sense revelation or apocalypse already happened in particular the part where it says a thousand years of peace and then oh the right. devil... it's
2: pre, post, and all ah, millennialism in Christian jargon. So it's like one is the millennium, like one is the millennium. Out. Is it are we pre that? Has it not yet occurred? Are we post that? Kind of what you're saying, or ah, is like it's always happening.
0: Right, and then so simply put, the idea that this current idea of a Kali Yuga and great confusion, and even the timing and everything, including then its own let's say manufactured timeline, may really just be an occurrence of the past few hundred years and i mean not that it would really make a big difference for us maybe but in a sense it could be nice to think of it and say like oh we're not just gonna put the devil or the confusion or the willful ignorance away for a thousand years in this reality but we're already past that it's already been let out again and get its gets obviously gets its last big hooray of you know confusion and delusion and limitation and whatever Uh, and uh now we're going to get to put it away for good, which I think is, is kind of a nice proposition, no?
2: Or at least the wheel of fortune, karma, whatever, keeps turning. I mean, I'm kind of curious what you guys think, because in my mind it's getting to, like, very brick wall mode, where it's like, we're having to go to take, we're going to, I mean, I do believe in a multiverse, I guess, and a lot of options, but it seems like things are, like, options are starting to disappear quickly. Um, <laughs> Where, I mean... No, like I, said, my now, I are- think there's
1: a lot more options than, than, you, than it might look like on the surface right at the moment. And, and, and Mars is
2: going direct like in a few days, and once uh, yeah, that pops, like that's, that's
1: exactly right. And there's well, gonna uh... be a lot of big stuff starting to happen. Trump, Trump hit a bunch of huge legal uh, wins today. Like one, see, in I'm Pen- not paying attention. Pen- to Pennsylvania that. court, and and there's shit going on in Michigan, and a whole group of voters filed their own federal lawsuit in Michigan to stop a bunch of votes that were illegally like, dude, there was just this, you know, I got to stand for fairness, man. You know, every everybody should get a fair shake. And like this whole, like, win. At any cost, the means just or the end justifies the
2: means. Well, that's why I'm not a Democrat because kind of, they fucked like, Bernie back in the day, and I was like, "You guys are shady." Like clearly, like it. the machine is doing yeah. its own yeah. thing. So I was like, that's "Fuck it. the DNC," and then now the Republican situation is. I mean, Brian, as an American, I could see. <laughs> I mean, I Trump is a Gemini son, arising rising. I'm a Gemini son, Leo rising. So sometimes I look at him and I'm like, that's like a lot. I see a lot of my shadow playing out in him. I'm like, man, he seems to talk about his daughter very inappropriately. Or, man, he seems to be very, you know, like if he makes a wrong, says something wrong, like he doesn't say, whoops, I made a mistake. He just like bolsters through it. And it's just very, like, narcissistic. So I could see people's arguments there. You that know, being said, we're not voting for like the most perfect human award or something like that. Well, um, that's
1: what I was just gonna say, dude. I have an interesting perspective on him because Mar Lago is just about an hour north of where I live, and over the you know over the course of time, you know, he's a big uh, personality down here. And uh, as it would have it, I wound up getting hired to direct a spot for their golf course down here. And uh wound up getting invited to a party at Mar-a-Lago. I got to meet Donald Trump and like, you know, I honestly from a personal standpoint, I've never, God, dude, the guy drives me nuts. I mean, he's just like, you know,
2: he's not a politician, that's for sure.
1: No, but the but the bottom line is he has the touch to make shit happen. You know, and it's like kind of amazing in a in a crazy kind of way. And it's like, well, you know, I, I gotta tell you, man, watching politics over the course of my life, it's like the same canned speeches over and over and over just empty yeah, of so bullshit true. that just well, like some sitting. speech writers are sitting the there like work. doing Well, dude, I have a I have a uh, somebody sent me a uh, uh a thing Johnny Carson on the Tonight Show. You guys are probably too young for that. Oh, well, remember him? Yeah, man. He was like super influential in my the development of my sense of humor. Anyway, um he there he had a thing on with Joe Biden who was running for the Senate at that time in 1987. And and the whole point of the skit was or the the monologue about that was that he had just been busted like taking another senator's speech like word for word and like plagiarizing it and he played you know they played both clips and you know blah blah blah
2: so that's the stuff that's getting addressed with the wheel turning right now with the astrology it's like like,
1: 1987 man and he has been at it for a while god dude his whole career
2: well that's the thing why didn't i mean the hillary and everybody it's like career politicians these aren't particularly states men and women who are like, I have no. the best for the nation. They're like, I need to keep I mean, paying my mortgage.
0: Just briefly, what's really been kind of flabbergasted me ever since I understood there is, there must be a connection between media and government. I mean, I'm not sure how it works in the US, but at least for example, in Austria, and I think in Germany, there is even a state sponsoring of media. And then they have their own special council of being respectful to each other, whatever that means internally. <laughs> and uh, you know, they get, and especially now with the sea crisis, they got immense amounts of money extra. Of course, smaller media organization, alternative, independent, you know, don't have to think that they're getting any support. So it's like so obvious the intertwining that there is a direct, let's say, you know, who gives me my food relationship between. Whatever you want to call it, you know, lobbying groups, whatever, uh, media organizations and government that I'm just surprised that anyone really ever believed there was a true separation of, you know, state powers and there was a true political or even democratic opinion forming process. I mean, there are quotes from like a hundred years ago or something. New York Times chief editor said something along the lines of, you know, whatever is published doesn't matter. And, you know, like, very obvious uh, insights in terms of that you're getting fooled. And then anyone knowing of things like Edward Bernays propaganda, engineering of consent, psy- psychology of the masses or anything like that. I'm just surprised anyone ever bought into this. And from that point of view, I'm just very happy. There is this great orange golden wrecking ball by the name of DJT, and it's revealing all of that. And definitely... Here, I agree with you, Brian, it's much more fun to watch him because at least he seems to, in a sense, one could say have a soul or be spontaneous or whatever, and not just read off a teleprompter, which is, you know, just boring, right?
1: Well, and dude, you know how long I've been hearing people promise peace in the Middle East and peace between Israel ever happened? No, no, we went to war. We went went and sent tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of people to go die in a stupid ass desert for nothing.
0: You know? Yeah, and here I gotta say also to me it's kind of I mean, in my view, if, if we wanna and I would i be curious, Jim, without the Pleiadian time travel story, even though that may also come in eventually, you know, with well, the titillated. adventures. I, I was of, hopeful.
2: <laughs> you know, the like, adventures oh, wow.
0: Well, but you've looked at the adventures of Baron Trump and the yeah, last president and, and Yeah, I mean, there's more, you know, to look into which, you know, at least uh, the
2: presuppositions really quick. So if this is, I mean, first of all, I think we're all No, it gets what
0: it it gets into just briefly before talking about presuppositions. And that's what Brian mentioned. And that's what I always harp on. It first gets into research and into a kind of even statistical probability, like how likely is it that this is completely unrelated or something. And, uh, and then again, you know, even in the Bible, it says, I believe, by their fruits, you shall know them. And what I just wanted to mention, what from my point of view is kind of impressive, how he managed to, for example, be super pro-military. I mean, what exactly he's doing with that Space Force is going to get very interesting, what this will really mean eventually. But super pro and apparently well-liked, at least by the non-political hacks. Um, but at the same time, not actively engage in more war. Uh, at least, you know, appease North Korea for a moment. Not, you know, a few from aside from a few kind of strange bomb strikes or whatever that was exactly. There's been a lot less. So again, better fruits you shall know them. And from that point of view, it's curious how even just this idea with um, with the war uh, cannot be seen. Because I mean, yeah, that's a pretty obvious point to me. I don't know, Jim.
2: Although what I was saying with presuppositions was like. I think we all agree that basically these people, more or less, maybe not Trump as much as before, but like Obama, Clinton, the Bushes. I mean, it gets weird really quick because people are just puppets from other organizations and they're going through an electoral system to essentially influence, you know, Eisenhower's like, watch out for this shit. Yeah, basically, military industrial complex, whatever, three letter word, you know, CIA, FBI shits. Like, it's all, I mean, George Bush was a CIA director and then he became president. It's like, this is, there's too much. Surprise. surprise. Uh, Right. So all this kind of stuff, I guess on the one hand I'm saying, like, it's always been a sham and we've been held in fear and distraction so much. Like, oh, cocaine and stock markets and football games and war and just, just hitting every basic level of being a human so much that it's like walking into an arcade room or something and there's just too much going on. That's how I feel with the information. So I don't know who to trust. It seems there's a lot of, and this gets in like like what one wants to believe because I was watching some Dan Winter earlier, and I'm like, what the fuck? Like, um, I mean, I've seen his stuff before, but he's getting into like uh, just crazy, cool, interesting stuff. But it's like not what the schools are going to tell you. Basically, um, point being, I think we're at the a. They're M- telling
1: people crazy things in schools now like crazy things that are just like, no, yeah. it's, like
2: it's fascist and it's Orwellian but it's come in lubed in a sense of political correctness bled in enough where people have been guilted I guess over many things whether it's colonialism or male white privilege or any number of things which are not ideal but they exist and then I think people have been beaten up with that so much that like people have shifted into a place of like well, progress. I mean, that's why I'm pretty progressive myself. I'm like, yeah, let's get women an equal rights. Yeah, let's do all this cool stuff. Yes, ideals, ideals, ideals. And then what gets also lumped into that stuff is problematic, unfortunately. And then it turns into like, you know, gun-toting religious people versus liberal academic. That's like the cliche, right? Or something like that. So it just becomes like, I don't feel represented by anybody personally. Or Antifa people. Right, well there's the irony. It's like we're going to be militantly abusive to people who we are afraid are going to abuse us militarily, essentially. So it's like
1: they're it's, complaining about fascism while tearing down cities. Explain but this is that where it gets
2: crazy. this is I mean in American Revolution, we've had a, a history at least in America of venerating people for being rebellious, venerating for people for fighting oppressors. Whether that's you know slavery in the Civil War or World War II and the Nazis, like we have this idea that we're just like we better stand up when we need to, and both sides feel that they're being but they called to that. They
1: didn't become the oppressors at the same time.
2: Well, the, and that gets even trickier. What, Operation Paperclip shows it, but it's like I don't even. know. I mean, the war ended in a way, but I think a lot of uh, what Eisenhower was warning against has happened in the sense that like it's kind of like, I don't know how into Marvel movies you are, but there's this thing called Hydra, and it's like a deep state kind of thing. And it's like, yeah, there's government people, but then there's like a deeper government and they all have like a, like a longer view of this, like, you know, kind of like third right weirdness um, in, in the Marvel kind of universe, Captain America and everything. Um feels like that's kind of what's playing out because on the, on the front, you're getting, you know, messianic um, overtones, so much symbology with like King kill myths with Obama um, and just so much weird stuff. I have friends who are synchronicity heads. So there's a lot of resonators and weird stuff. And it's it's just i mean in terms of magic, it's like it feels like a um bunch of wizards are just shooting each other and casting spells arbitrarily, and there's a lot of collateral damage, but that's a very victimized mentality at some level, if the whole is one thing, it's like this is like sure right, yeah, I mean everything from you know i mean every everything is is playing out, but it's the end of it's a very they live kind of moment, I feel. Where we're like, oh shit, everything we've believed in, whether it's Wells Fargo or Pepsi or a political party or America's the good guy or any number of these things are like not exactly what we think. Um, <laughs> and it's not that America's the devil, but it's just like everyone's got shit and everyone's light. You know, it gets really weird. It's like the like there's, you know, karma essentially. That's what these astrological kind of things are hitting. So it's like the bill is do I guess and a lot of people don't know how to handle that because they've just been kind of partying on the tab and now it's like well do you know how to like be reasonable do you know how to like because typically liberals are like love themselves with political correctness and like I'm progressive and I'm loving and I care for the poor but then you know they'll go and do crazy shit and, and, and vilify and I'll just censor conservatives. you huh? I'll yeah, just exactly. censor you right well they think they're doing it out of like some Moral high ground or something, some like well, humanist that's ideal the, the
1: ultimate example of dogma, man, there's a party line if you don't card it word for word, you're canceled, yeah,
0: and what? maybe let me know something in terms of legal differences potentially between Austria or likely german speaking region or Europe and um u s because we have a criminal law, and I find it interesting, you know, because even with the election process now. With the, you know the apparent terror attacks in Vienna and all kinds of things, people again start talking about laws. You know what is possible through law, or with the crisis, also lots of talk about law. And even here, though I'm not a big fan or believer in positive law as a structure, it's funny that everyone just like with science and everything else seems to throw all principles uh, aboard and uh, yeah, not care about the actual uh, procedure anymore. So. Of course, now I lost the point I wanted to get at. So, kind of just continue. I'll come right back with it.
2: What well, is a shit show? I mean, th- th- how far back does it go? Is kind of the thing. Because I think for a long time there have been like, and this gets paranoid really quick. And I'm trying not to be dire, cynical, and paranoid, but it's like the world wars were kind of like moves for control with with all the way to nine eleven. Maybe even as far back as you know what you're talking about, like you know the formation of these um, dynasties in Europe when they're like with the Medici's and things like that. All the way back to Ferrari. Oh, I remember rule, now. Right.
0: Just briefly, because of something specific, then we can continue with the, you know, structure. So about law. So there is criminal law stating that you're basically not allowed to greatly demean anyone. That would be a criminal case. Uh, so there is existing law, at least in Europe, against that. With well, that would, at least in theory, be applicable. Well, see no that
1: that words wording like that always like it's. It's so ambiguous because what is the meaning? Right,
0: right. No, no well, just briefly, because I believe it may be different that actually free speech in America may include that you may even give personal insults publicly uh, to non-public persons and not have any issue that may very well be, that may be differently regulated in Europe. But even here it would say like if it's a you know, great demeanor or disrespect or something. Already here it could be wobbly, I agree with you, Brian, but what's interesting is there would be criminal law already in place in Europe, but that is completely disregarded. And still they talk about that they need new hate speech laws or whatever, even though there would be an existing regulation for that. So I wanted to ask if you know if in US, the free speech maybe is even stronger. But it's funny because even though we have a regulation in Europe, they still, of course, want something new just so they can you know censor whom they like.
2: It seems uh-huh. Europe is dealing with, like, cocaine chivalry or something where it's, like, super aristocratic. That's not how we roll. I don't think we've had free speech for a while. I mean, even just thinking back to Trump having a rally back in the day and, like, some black lady saying something, he's like, get her out of here. We would have handled this differently. They wouldn't be able to protest. That's the kind of stuff that makes me not like him so much. Um, where I'm just like, whoa, like, you can kind of say things, but that, you know, even a few months ago, I think some kids in Portland were protesting. For just briefly, for there is he a got difference.
0: There is a difference, I guess, where you do it and how. Yeah. And ge- even generally in terms of principle, I'm not exactly, I never, I mean, I never got the complete sense of demonstrations anyhow, though they may have some value. And what I never, ever got was the idea of like counter demonstrations. So ideally you may even be able to get into a fight or something. And since in the green room, like I briefly mentioned, York. yeah. Uh, And like you know then you have like antifa fighting against skinheads ideally i don't know what the this is kind of like the state protector's dream so they can justify the importance of keeping order after you know inciting violence and artificially splitting its population through party politics media and all of those jokes right well that's Um,
2: agenda 21 isn't it essentially i mean at a level where it's like let the people play but ultimately divide them enough so when we kick it shatters Right, so material- it, to
1: break down the structure of our society at the moment, move totally. every, take over everybody's, uh, take uh, dominion over all of the land, the water, and all of resources. Move the population into the city centers, and which, if you look at it now, the biggest cities like,
2: like internment camps.
1: It, it's already like it's already like I mean, San Francisco is waste. Cool now portland has been destroyed Seattle, you know it's like all these cities new york is like you know mad bats now you know (laughs) so it's like you clean out the people in the cities and amazon and all the big corporations what a surprise going into new york buying up the buildings out of all the people that have like had to move out because they're in, you know their their way of living has been crutch.
0: I mean, I hope that will get reprocessed in a sense, ideally, but uh, what I'd like to say in a positive note, maybe also with the huge demonstrations in Germany that still happen actually, um, that much of it has actually been very much nonviolent, and there could even be an argument made. I mean, I mean, Judith was even there, and she was on the show when something happened. So these things happened, you know, in whatever 3d reality, but that it still may be that it's very much framed. Obviously there even have been scenes, at least from Germany, I've seen one recently where you can literally see how suddenly like a mob appears and they start fighting with the police or something. The, the TV crew is already there and the mob kind of came in from a side street joining the demonstration. So it's, I mean, we know about argent provocateur and all these concepts, but that seems to be a common theme. And what I'd like to suggest is that it may be that humanity actually has evolved quite a lot and we are a lot less violent, street fighty and divisive, especially than the media would have us believe ourselves to be. That's at least what I can tell from watching some of the, you know, German uh, region live streams and so on. That who knows maybe we actually already made a big step in development and we are farther along than we may think right now. What do you think about that?
2: that too optimistic? optimistic. <laughs> no, no, not too bad. I mean, I was I just recently watched *V for Vendetta* on November fifth. That's what I do. <laughs> I'm sure I'm not the only one doing that. Uh, um, and that kind of has a similar situation where it's like, look, corporations and media and military doing weird shit to create false flag. Issues that they've cre- you know, created themselves to make people fear to give them more power. The media is manipulated. People start kind of not believe. Like people make fun of it openly, but there's
1: watching the degree of manipulation. From, from them? Yeah, dude, I, I grew up in Atlanta, and my first gig was at Atlanta Magazine. And at that time, CNN was just opening up. Ted Turner was just opening it up. And we had this, like, uh, symbiotic relationship where we'd publish articles from a lot of their journalists, and I, I got to meet a number of them. And it really was impactful to me because those guys were so passionate about Finding out the truth, or what, whatever the closest you could get, like, to, you know, digging you up CNN? the real facts. Yes,
2: because back and in the day, they were like they rebellious. were,
1: the, they were the thing, though. They were the guys that that found like the real stuff. They reported on everything, every point of view, and they, and if it was a story, you got to hear it. You know, you didn't have to you didn't have to wade through their, you know, their in, incredible political bias and out and out fabrication of things and twisting and like, oh, man, it's just so obvious. And Twitter and all of those guys, like there's some tech giant deciding what information I can hear.
2: Wow. No. Well, that's why it's so confusing, because the. I don't really know what to look at. If I go online right now and say well, election results, Google's like none. Biden, well, right? But we're, we're well, not going to get just... anything
0: anymore. That just briefly to mention to anyone not aware, as at least since like one or two years, Google results and YouTube and so on have become completely useless for useless. non-completely biased information on the first pages, at least. So it's really gotten bad. Yeah. Because especially with YouTube, you could know there was a time when you know. Especially if you like strange topics, you watch something about UFOs or whatever, and you get from one stranger channel to another, and now you get next up, you know, American History Museum or CNN. There's nothing else. I know, right? Yeah, it
1: sucks. It's like gone.
2: I I think that's all about to shift, though. I mean, I think it's going to hit a fan because, like I was saying, I I can't. I don't know how to find a pulse anymore. That's the best way I could put it. So Haley, my fiance just sent me a, a screenshot or something of. I guess a tweet from Trump which I don't pay attention to and it's like, yo, millions of vote fraud, this, that, and the other. And I'm like, well, he's a loose cannon on Twitter. Is that trustworthy? So I want to be like, you know, a little incredulous to it to the degree that I'm like, like well, yeah, Well, the funny
0: question here would be number one is for anyone to ask themselves if they have a view upon anything or anyone is who told them that. And just now I saw a comment, you know, the random flame wars on Facebook, just small ones and commenting like, oh, just paraphrasing now, you get all your facts from, let's say, random people on YouTube. And then my question was kind of, well, is there any news anchor that you know better than any random guy on YouTube? And why would that, in your estimation, especially knowing these conflicts of interest and interconnections, have any more credence than, for example, a tweet from Donald Trump or a report by independent uh, YouTube channel? And, of course, there are qualities and discernments to be made each and everyone has to do this individually. But I'm saying like, uh, only because it's coming through this kind of a frame, and it's a state TV channel, or whatever, doesn't give it any bonus, at least not in my book.
2: Well, I mean, it's the difference between like, do I want to buy a car from a guy who built it in his garage or Ford, and there's for some, for better or worse, we have like brand subconscious brand identification and trust. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, to. you still
0: believe in that blindly. I mean, that's really, no, no. like, sounds that's what's like falling 1980s. Apart right now. Yeah.
2: Yeah. So, like, I, I think ever since 9-11, quite frankly, I mean, it, it seemed like there was different narratives. You know, anybody, uh, Alan Green, who's been on the podcast, he just went to some, like, anti-war thing. And all of a sudden, he had, like, black, like, Men in Black kind of watching him and stuff. Like, it's been crazy for a while. I think it's so, just like in V for Vendetta, at some point, it's like they can't manage it. So, like, keep doing, like, little kind of, like, sheep herding scare tactics, like, here's an event, or or here's this, or this, or we'll show this image that'll make people vote this way, COVID, whatever. Um, and it's not to say that COVID isn't, you know, affecting people's lives, but it's, like, the world shut down for COVID. It, I mean, it didn't even shut down this way for Spanish influenza. Carnegie Hall stayed open. Back well, Biden
1: wants to lock the whole country down, like, as soon as he can.
2: What? No, I get it. Yeah, and probably vaccinate us whether we want to or not and like the whole nine yards. So that's... That's kind of not where
1: happening. I,
2: well, I this is right. I think we're at a crux point. And I, I honestly do feel that Raphael's right where it's like there's enough people who will stand up and say no, but people like my brother and his girlfriend are like, I'll take a vaccine because people are dying and this is real. Like people on all levels are... I mean, this is the end of Pisces age postmodern nightmare where it's like, which end is up? It's like being caught in, you know, in a uh, undertow of a of those body surfing or something. It's like I can't figure out which way is up. I don't want to breathe quite yet because I'll drown. My hope is that, I mean, I'm at a point. It's like Jesus, where are you? Aliens, where you at? Like, uh, calm revolution, where you at? Like, I don't. Most America, I'm not armed. I mean, if shit got really crazy, it's like I would just have to be like, yo, be nice, bro, or you know, whatever my liberal ass would do. But like, I'm not. I don't, and I don't think we need to resort to like primitive like tactics like that. I would like to think that humans have come a little further. Um, and then this gets into places where it's like, okay, if, there's if a lot are... of
1: things to fight with, my brother.
2: <laughs> sure. But I don't want that. Like, I don't want like walking dead world where I'm just like afraid and like attacking only. Like, that's not life anymore. Uh, it's weird because I think ultimately we've taken for granted. I mean, it's basically like, Actually, it's it like is like
1: life. Actually, it is exactly like life. We live in the jungle, in the physical world and in the astral world. And and if you lose sight of that, you're not headed for goodness. And, and I think that we've been lulled into this false sense of security, like everything's going to be taken care of me for me. Everything's going to be fine. I should be safe. Safe spaces? Really? (laughs) Some words hurt you so bad you have to go to a special room and have quiet time. I mean, we've been made into like these really weak people.
2: Well, there's limits, right? No
1: resilience, man.
2: Because back in the day, in the American Revolution, they would feather and tar people, which I'm glad we're not doing now. Like if you found somebody you disagreed with, they would put hot tar on you and feathers, basically mocking you as a chicken. But your flesh would probably peel off and you would die of an infection. So it's like we've you know, we humans are stupid god monkey things. It's retarded. So it's like I don't understand where this goes. I hope we start like getting. I hope some resolution starts coming. I mean, I'm at a point where it's like, even if all of a sudden it was like, oh my god, Obama's been, Obama and Hillary really were doing Pizzagate stuff, and you know all this crazy stuff. The media is not going to show that. Like, there's no way to get information out. So this kinda of harkens back to that the revolution will not be televised. I don't know what happens when you start I mean, we've been what I was kinda of saying earlier, it's like veal. I'm a vegan now, but it's like veal. It's like we've been put into a situation where we've been just been fattened up, fattened up, fattened up. Um, not really like you were saying, forced to like do certain things our forefathers would have expected to be normal, like know how to grow our own food or start fires or whatever. Most citizens don't know how to do that. Uh, most people in the world, like the Western world, where we know how to fucking search Google, but we don't on YouTube, but we do not know how to like survive, so to speak. And whether it's a nefarious long game kind of thing where it's like, yo, like this is the ultimate fear porn moment. I don't want to give it so much to individuals. Just looking at the astrology right now, it's just like, oh, this is Jenga moment. Like this is when it all kind of tumbles down and tower card for real, real. And it's like, whatever's going to stand is necessary. Whatever doesn't, like, fucking burns up real quick, like, dross in the in the refiner's fire or whatever. So, it's not fun. It's necessary. I get that. So, that's why I'm trying to, like, talk myself and be like, this has to occur, this has to occur. Like, there's no other way really around this. How it pans out is up to each of our sovereign choice to, to the degree of, like, how do we want to vibrate through it, I guess. I mean, I'm hippie enough like that, but it seems like we're hit, like, you know... Like, landing a plane, you're going to feel some bumping, right? And, like, it doesn't matter how, you know, you can brace yourself or not, but, like, you're going to feel the difference from, like, air to the runway. It's kind of like that. We're we're shifting aeons. We're shifting maybe even deity positions. It's musical chairs on a lot of fronts. There's a pole shift potentially occurring geomagnetically for sure. It's not North Pole anymore. It's more near Russia, I think. But possibly that's representative of, you know, everything from gender roles to political parties to everything so it's a strange time but i guess we've signed up to be here i keep talking i'm trying not to be naive, not not be naively optimistic like I, I don't want to just tell myself sweet candy mountain stories and then like go to the gas chambers but at some point being cynical is not helpful i want to be realistic but not cynical so it's like i want to think that we i mean life wants to find a way we make it through this you know and what needs to die dies and, and is transmuted essentially, right? But ultimately, uh, and, and looking at the Wheel of Fortune, right? And even, I forget what Vega card you pulled off I would have seemed appropriate, where it's like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like, were we ever free? We were told, like, you know, Pizza Hut and Blockbuster was what's up, and like, pick a fucking football team and vote. Like, that's not terribly free, but it was convenient for a lot of people and generations of laziness and convenience over a long period of time. People being like, well, I do whatever I need to do, but now I have a car to work on on the weekends. It's like, that's. I mean, is that what we strove for? I don't think that's the ideal anymore, so we're shifting. But at the same time, we're so pampered with the internet and, like, you know, certain things that we're like, well, what happens if that goes? So it's a really precarious situation, but I think it's, uh, you know, necessary, I guess. Hear, hear.
0: How about some music?
2: How about some music?
0: All right. Brian, I'll take your silence as a yes
1: oh absolutely always (laughs) prepared and
0: we reconvene in five minutes enjoy and welcome back to team Tour edition 181 with brian laur after having established once again that we are certainly at a turning point well of this entire civilization and reality timeline most likely. Let's see if we can elevate the conversation to the level of art and magic. And well, Jim, you wrote how this may possibly help. To me, it's interesting because it all seems so entrenched, yet you have, even within what you may call the high magician realm, if it would come down to politics, there would equally be a split. So that's always interesting for me to observe. Um, but yeah, maybe anyone having any ideas how to escalate this?
2: What well, do the angel cards tell us, Bryce? <laughs> <laughs> I bought your angel deck. So I'm kind of just like, even in that deck, it shows like not good guys and bad guys, but angels. And I'm, is it like their counterparts? What is the structure there?
1: Well, um, you know, everything has its equivalent in the dark, you know, and, uh, and that particular angelic hierarchy is built off the 72 names of God. And, uh, You know, there are so many thousands and thousands of angels that, you know, in in deciding how to approach that, uh, you know, that that was a system I had been familiar with for many, many, many years and uh, seemed like a really good one. And the thing I have always enjoyed about my connection with them and became really just super apparent when uh, doing the the angel deck was that you know angels are always you know well yeah they're portrayed a lot and I think a lot of people's expectations of what angelic beings are that they're all like really uh, just um, you know sweet and kind and
2: I just posted a meme about this because usually in the Bible, at least, it's like "Fear not," and that's because people are shitting themselves. Yeah, like, yo, like I'm I'm gonna melt your mind, and it's like, oh my god, don't worship me and don't like die of a heart attack. Let's tell you the message.
1: (laughs) Well, they are incredibly beautiful, especially when they shed their. you know, anthropomorphized form, and you just see them as light. Oh, my word. That was the most, one of the most profound experiences of my life. Well, first of all, 72 cards in the decks, and there are 72 angels in that particular system called the Shem HaMaphorish out of the Old Testament as well. <laughs> and, and, uh, you know, it, 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 it was built on, uh, Wow! I just lost my turnip on. Oh yeah, seventy-two cards. So I went to um, uh, do a channeling, and I attempted for the first time to do automatic writing. So that I really, you know, while they are, they can be badasses. They really, there, there's no malicious intent. You know, there really isn't. And and for some reason, I trusted. I normally never invite I never invoke ever <laughs> and i I did with these guys and I started with my own birthday angel which I wound up discovering a lot of my about myself and uh, I invited him to preside over the ceremony and just to make sure everything was good and everybody stayed in line and uh I Make proceed. sure the election
2: was straight yeah,
1: exactly, man. Yeah, 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 exactly. Voter, uh, voter uh you know checking, exactly. So anyway, I I I channeled each one of them. I did it at 72 nights in a row. I was able to like not skip a, a night and and did the automatic writing on them. And they are so profound to me and it's been a number of years now since I did those. And you would think that, you know, several paragraphs of writing, uh, you know, could not possibly apply to every situation, you know, especially 72, there's 72 chunks of those readings. And I am endlessly surprised at how, like, just laser pointed those things are for me and and the people i've I've read for as well, and my teacher, which is just mind boggling to me that like every time we ask like the very first sentence or two will be like the direct answer to the question, and the way those those readings sort of structured is they they kind of like in a first paragraph like uh really ruthlessly define the situation your emotional state what's going on and why you're feeling that way and and then the second part of that is like the emotional and here's what you do kind of scenario so it doesn't just look kind of like if the news is not good it doesn't leave you just hanging in the wind you know and you know all of those readings were not necessarily pleasant but experiencing them each and every one of them myself was like it was like a fool's journey magnified in in a way and they all connected and, and there was a, a system to it and a structure and a flow to it just like everything else that works <laughs> you know and uh it it was an amazing amazing experience and nobody I had no problem everybody left right on time and it was a trip like there was about uh 13 14 of them that when I looked at them um I I, I had no recollection of writing it physically and those were kind of hard to read but you know that's why I that's why I put them word for word. I, I've never been able to improve on those yet and uh, kind of a cool thing i'm very excited for you to get them i'm very excited for you to get them and use them in tandem with the tarot deck it's like i do every reading now with those those i get so much information and factoids and definition of the energy flow with the tarot deck and i get so much useful advice with the angel cards and and you know, I've devised a number of layouts for the angel cards with multiple cards, but I have to say, I kind of like, I like that single card, like ask the direct question, get them really charged up, coded with the situation, but every single time, it's kind of, kind of uh, a trip. I'm, I've been enjoying the journey and far from, you know, kind of losing its luster, it it has it just really grown for me like a large tree that continues this to This is branch. the deck that
2: I saw Raphael use. for. Like, when I first turned on to Raphael, I was like, oh, shit, that's cool. What is that? I was pretty sure that was the deck. Maybe Galactic Heritage, too. Um, and, and funny that Biden, during his whatever speech for whatever kind of media situation is going on right now, um, was like, let our better angels win or whatever. What is your interpretation of the polarity in the heavenlies or whatever like are, i mean how do you approach i mean is like one a good cop and a bad cop, or how are you approaching these energies
1: uh, I'm not sure I understand the polarity which polarity uh, are you talking about in the There's angels, so many
2: <laughs> right in the angel deck um i well there dec- technically would be
0: a so called demonic even though diamond has its yeah, own but meaning as no, well but I, I I there would be demonic he's... counterparts no.
1: Well, yes, the the uh, the goatia. I, I as a matter of fact, in the manual I did for that, I included those angels. Uh, yeah, that's so what i have seen you can see I haven't the seen the deck, but I've seen the manual. And it's not that those angels are connected, but it's like the opposites, you know. It's it's kind of there's a there's a black and white in everything in the manifest world, you know. It's kind of the, the nature of our physical reality. And uh, and there's also a good, you know, like the ones I say, you know, are not necessarily so, so good. You know, it's like, it's like, you know, Saturn is not bad. Saturn is just serious, you know? And, and sometimes in, in truth and reality and a, uh, you know, that, that kind of mindset where justice and equilibrium, things are going to happen, karma. You know, sometimes things get a little crazy, but that winds up being for the benefit. It's not usually for the destruction, just for wholesale destruction's sake. You know, that's not really the way things evolve here, at least as as far as I've
2: been able to discern so far. That's kind of another thing I was going to get at. It's like, I did, uh, do you think these powers are innate? We were talking with Stacey DeMarco, who's made a bunch of decks, and we were kind of talking about, like, are these frequencies? Are these anthropomorphized Jungian projections? Are these entities, actually? Um, and how, especially considering when we're talking about the chaos of the world, how operative do you think these messengers for the divine are as we speak?
0: Ron, you just muted yourself.
1: Sorry about that. <laughs> um, I think there's not only angels and demons, but there's all kinds of alien civilizations, and there's all kinds of astral beings that are not of this physical plane that are still operating at frequencies close in this place. And I, I think... I think it's a busy world, man. And everybody's vying for their own opinion, or most everybody. Not all of those uh, scenarios are.
2: But you see this playing out on the political stage right now? Are you like, oh, this is clearly whatever. Like, Do you think there's... um, I mean, a lot of material humanist reductionists or whatever will be like, this is just American politics. Do you think this is spiritual?
1: I, I think everything... I think everything has many layers. As simple as it looks, if you start going down the rabbit hole, you know, there's infinite, it's it's as above, so below. You can follow it down as deep as you want to go, or as far up as you want to go. That choice is available in every moment. And there are different realities at all of those different frequencies. You know, so I think I think I think less than spiritual. It's energetic. We live in an energetic ocean and there are tides and currents and yeah, you know, eddies and whirlpools and those generate things in the weather that generate huge. And there are enormous worldwide flows of energy that are full of potentials and possibilities. And every once in a while, the pul- some of the pulses from those go and crystallize, and what's happening at that moment is the is the formative reality for some time until another one comes. And we've just gone through one
2: of those. Well, so, like you were saying with nine eleven and COVID, it seems like there have been um, a few times. I don't know how into Schumann resonance you are, but like it's not just a steady, you know, seven point whatever anymore. It's all over the place. It seems like. I don't want to say the matrix is breaking up because that's when I'm like, do you think that there's like powers beyond human that are like every, I mean, Raphael would, I imagine, presume like everything's on time. I'm telling myself that to make myself not go insane or despair. And maybe that's a cop. You out know, or whatever. I,
1: have a, I have a bit of recommendation for you that I, I think would be really helpful. Um, you know, we're air guys. So like, this has been extremely oh once help- again extremely we have the air help-
0: triplets <laughs> yes
1: exactly extremely helpful for me and and i don't know if you've done any work with your aura but whether you can see it or not you can still be aware of it and take your attention there and move your attention out of the second emotional band and into your third band of intellect and live there for a little while and, and don't give in to the waves of emotion that want to react to every single thing that happens. I actually
2: feel pretty stoic. I mean, I made a decision on Tuesday, I guess, because I was watching these astrologers. And they're like, yo, it's decision time. Like, how are you going to re- – what's up? Like, and I've Because basically all this shit's getting in the fan. I'm like, you know what? <laughs> I guess I'm just going to imagine this is exactly how it has to be. <laughs> like, that's how I feel. Right? Well, so dude, kind of, you, get I,
1: to, you really do get to create your own universe.
2: Well, if I create this one, I better fucking get my act together real quick, because it's like... It'd be uh... good to go to work.
1: <laughs> yeah, it'd be good to go to work.
2: Because Raphael, I don't know, maybe we've talked about this before, but like he's having the impression there's a multiple, you know, infinite multiple universe kind of thing, so in a sense, I'm experiencing the Raphael I would resonate with in that sense, so... So sometimes I feel kind of culpable. I mean, I don't want to put too much owners on myself. the trump totally and Biden mad. too. Well, right. I mean, I don't know. I guess I want to be happily surprised. Like, I, I mean, even what like, I was talking to my fiance, there's this, like that video I showed you, Raphael, of, uh, just kind of, I'll send it to you, Brian. It's really funny, but it's also like not like neutral, particularly it's more anti-Trump than not. But it's just like, you know, news clip blips from like his whole presidency, just kind of outlandish shit he said, right? Like an hour's worth, and um, I mean, just the crazy stuff that's like, I guess this is how it goes, and it made me kind of laugh, and I'm chuckling now because I'm like, my politically correct, like liberal intellect wants to be like, oh, like this is not appropriate or whatever, and then at some point I have this like inner trickster. I mean, I'm a Gemini, double minded. I have this inner twin that's like kind of chuckles and was like, dude, it would be so dope if he is a time traveling. Uh, or whatever whatever. I mean, I don't care about QAnon, or it, it doesn't even have to be the full extent of that conspiracy theory. But I'm like, oh, it'd be so crazy if he got like if we all found out that like everybody's been gunning every government media forum has been like trying to sabotage him, like kind of what people say who are very Trump supportive. Um, yeah, I mean, I told my fiance that but I'm like, yeah, I'm willing to say I'm wrong. Like, I'm like, I have no clue what's going on at this point. I feel and and I don't. And the thing that's saving me right now essentially is my. Magic practice, which is doing cards and astrology, you know, kind of ch- ch- checking out certain levels of reality. Because, like you were saying, as above, so below. So it's like, I can kind of see what's going on in the big picture, which kind of makes sense of the map. It's kind of like, okay, Barbie and Ken dolls are here. I don't know what outfits they're going to wear, but we have Barbie and Ken dolls. And now we know that, right? It's that kind of thing. Um, and art, honestly, like beautiful stuff. But even recently, like I've been teaching myself Japanese and watching a bunch of Miyazaki films and stuff like that. It helps, but then I'm like, am I escaping? Like, am I, is this the responsible thing to do and like engender myself in my own little universe? Or is that like the ultimate solipsistic, like cop out? I'm not really sure anymore. Like, do I need to be revolutionary? Court, we've had, I mean, I have friends, my brother, and people are like, it's time to be Hamilton, it's time to stand up. I'm like, I don't want to do that. And I mean, angels, it seems well, like that's definitely have role to, to, to stand play. up.
0: I mean, even in, I guess, Christian lore, don't they talk about rise up, rise up? Even the dead rise up eventually. I think there is a point to that. The question is just, how does that exactly look like, and what does that mean to each and every one individually? Because basically, I I don't know
1: about you guys, but like this whole like, and and I've been looking around, watching what's happening on a societal level, and you know, it's like. When you stand in front of somebody's face and you're really mad and you're screaming out what you're mad about, you'll probably get listened to. But then after you're finished and you start screaming again and you start screaming again and you start screaming again. And, you you know, after a while, it's just. You just shut that off.
2: It's like I can't even hear it anymore. That's exactly what I've been – I mean that's – my cognitive dissonance has been so loud since about 9-11 that I'm like I see everybody's perspective to a degree and everyone's shouting at each other. I mean my parents divorced so it feels a lot like that where it's like my mom had reasons to leave and my my dad was – you know, had his reasons not want her to go. All this kind of stuff. So it feels like I'm repeating my own childhood drama where I'm just like Jesus Christ. And, and I did this back then where I was just like I can't control this. My parents are being children and it's not my fault. So it's like it's their karma. I feel like I'm doing that now but now I feel like there's something more I should quote be doing but that's also the Mars retrograde and all kind of this energy where it's just like very pent up eight of swords kind of like "Ah, I'm stuck and I can't do anything that sucks kind of energy.
1: Yeah. Very, very true. You know, do you you draw? Do you you paint? Do you paint or draw or shoot photographs or anything like that?
2: I mean, I've done photography classes and I can take pictures. I don't identify with them enough to call myself a photographer or an artist. I mean, I can, but that's not how I express you know, myself. You know,
1: I, I, I over. I started painting was what I I did bef, uh, before the the light painting and the photography and all that. And and I came across this realization uh, back like around 1990, and I realized that the things I was well, I was usually uh connecting my artwork to some magical thing I was trying to learn at that time and I, I would make some art about that and I would notice that after I made the art like very quickly that would actually take place and maybe multiple times that would take place and I wound up like Studying that long, long enough to believe that, at least for me, that that works exactly. So I would just suggest to you that maybe
2: post now, I guess, Jesus Christ.
1: well, Well, maybe not post it, but, you know, for yourself and for your own soul, like desire, draw something out, man. Make a little make a little thing. Draw a little stick figure comic book. I do that. I do that all the time. It doesn't have to be beautiful. It just has to be communicative. And now it's, I I know this sounds nutty, but it's like, now it's like in a way crystallized in the manifest world. And you can look at that It's in a way like doing sigils and, and other methods of, of creating that. But, you know, If you have a vision of the world that you want to do a little drawing of it, man, give it a, give it a shot. It works really, 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 really good. And that was the whole point of the discussion tonight, you know, and, and seeing how that has connected in my own life. And dude, you can take magical drawings all the way back to cavemen. You know, those original cave drawings were all like about magical spells you know, the Egyptian hieroglyphic, I mean, those tombs are covered in art that are magical spells. So that connection between those two things happening, you know, is pretty amazing. And now, and now like, especially, you know, I, I shot, I did photography, uh, uh, for 25 years.
0: <clears throat>
1: and, um, just in the last, uh, year and a half or so, I started getting into light painting, where you you do super long exposures and you take tools like look, uh, light wands on the end of flashlights and, and different kinds of textures and actually paint what you want to uh, create in in the air with actual light. And, and that has Oh, just ignited me. Like I haven't been excited about my creativity in a long, long time. And each one of them, I wind up, uh, you know, really connecting to some sort of uh, magical endeavor of some kind. And the ones I really hit it with that have a, have a special, you know, some special juice for me. And when I look at them and I can connect back to that moment, and that energy. It's really helpful and, and useful. And the most joyous creative experience I've ever ever had.
2: Yeah, art saves. Um, Raphael, you ever done that? I mean, I haven't doodled recently. I meant, when I said I've gotta be careful what I post, I look at the posts I make on Facebook as kind of hyper sigiles, like as hands off creative as I can be. Oh, here's somebody's idea, here's an image, whatever. Um, but uh Raphael, do you draw?
0: No, um, I've since ever been frustrated by the fact that my name is Raphael. however, even as a child, <laughs> I was already very um angry at the fact that I was not able to draw as I was seeing things and very surprised if then other children claimed you know as three year olds that they have been drawing their parents or something, and I was like. Well, doesn't really look like it. I mean, you know, of course, it's a symbolic level to art. But yeah, that was my initial challenge. However, what I did at one point in particular, also because it's a very simple process, even for those not inclined to drawing, is there is a process called the creation and I guess invocation or evocation of chaos sigils, which are done by... Basically, writing out a wish, crossing out the consonants—that's just one way to do it, of course. Then combining the letters into symbols, and you know, then there's various processes of how you proceed from there. However, I did that at one point when I learned about it, and I have to say, most of it, in a very good sense, uh, in a, in a way, became true, just like you said, Brian.
1: I think those are, you know, I went through a a period of time where I did lots of uh, lots of intricate um, white ink work on any surface I could find that I could paint black. And I did lots of uh, circular mandalas that would like have my numerology in each band of the mandala would be a different part of that or and then combine different stuff and and the the process of hand drawing those all the way around that circle became like mantras you know it's like doing a mama <laughs> and uh you know i think that is a really effective way of collimating and concentrating uh energy for your intent and it's it's really very 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 cool. The sigils, oh man, there's so many ways to do that. I it's, it's one of my longest and still favorite uh, methods of uh, of manifesting uh, a need <clears throat> quickly, especially.
2: Yeah. Well, one thing I think we can be certain about is that these uh, times are going to create some interesting art. <laughs> Um, it seems whenever. Well, a on,
1: on that subject, I was just going to ask you if uh, you had any particular favorite visionary artists. I, I have a, a number of them, but I, I wondered if you had uh, thought about that at all.
2: Uh, it's not something I dwell on. Alex Gray kind of a go to. I know you know him or have worked with him or something. Um, he's kind of. Yes, yes, uh, yes he's uh, on my headed. list
1: as well. Exactly. Yeah, he's
2: dope. Uh, plus, I like his whole ethos. Um, I would he's like done to briefly
0: mention that, uh, of course, there is the Chapel of Sacred Mirrors, which I have almost been to. And there also, until this most recent situation hit, has been or had been the Vienna Academy of Visionary Art for quite a few years, where you had all these visionary art uh, masters, artists uh, teaching, and students learning this style of painting in particular. And I guess the only other place that's kind of organized in that way is Alex Grace, Cosm. And yeah, I can just say I'm a big fan. That's a really
1: amazing place. Yeah. he's He and his wife are really wonderful people too.
0: And And I guess yes, if if I had to pick one, just the only one I can, I mean, there's a few I can mention. Like I even have one here. I mean, my room is full of it actually. I have one by uh, Mira Atlantia. I have one by, his name is Martin Cash. I have one by Leo Plo, one by, it's called, I think, the Chariot, or something. yeah, another one. I has to look it up. And I have, I'm about to get, hopefully, my favorite image by uh, Jonathan Salter. I've been there. So these are some of those I know, but I love all of that kind of art. But Jim, uh, you go ahead.
2: It's not my. I mean, ironically. I was an art history dropout, like M.C. Usher, <laughs> you know, Dolly. Like, I'm I'm into kind of just famous stuff, I guess, and not visionary art.
1: Dude. Well, Usher, I would disagree with you wholeheartedly on that. I think he, the way – dude, look at the way he twisted your reality – that you're going up and down those stairs in a relatively simple design, and it's just by the perfection of the way he connected the angles and and sent you in different directions. I, I to me that's
2: that's just the shit. Me and him have the shit. same birthday, and we share the same sun, 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 moon, and uh, rising. So I mean, I resonate with him deeply. It's about polarity and paradox. That's kind of what his shtick is, Um, but in terms of your question about visionary artists, like modern visionary artists, other than Alex Gray, I'm sure I've seen a bunch, um, and I'm sure we'll have people on the podcast, like even Stacey DeMarco's decks are pretty dope, but I don't I didn't know who her artist was. Um it's one of those things I'm I'm just a terror I mean, I used to be better at it, but <laughs> I'm just kind of buckshot scattered everywhere with reality these days, so it's like I'm not like like, uh, like I said, I've been binging Miyazaki, um, kind of animes, like, spirited away and uh, actually watching all the Studio Ghibli movies. So, um, my head's been in anime world more for the past few months, not so much like. Well, so which certainly
0: reality. is closer to visionary art than most other art styles, let's say. Miyazaki.
2: Oh, he's dope. So. What do you guys want to talk about? Should we start? I know this didn't talk much about art. uh that's what I want to talk. Is there anything that we haven't talked about in terms of art? Like it's it could save the soul. It's a higher revelation than well, philosophy. you know,
1: there was there's a whole time period like through the Renaissance and like where people like actually thought that physical statues and paintings were actual divine connections and people had some pretty freaky experiences with those. (laughs) (laughs) And
2: you know well like uh, the Mona Lisa moved or something?
1: No, like uh there was a painting of let me see oh well there's always wood light sure. Let's see here. Oh, dude, I can't remember his name at the moment to save my soul. Cool. But, but let's also talk about Hieronymus Bosch. <laughs> oh, that's yeah.
2: nuts. That seems like a bad delirium. Oh, was there my word,
1: dude. That guy went directly to the lower astral and brought back just his interpretation of that was really, 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 really crazy. You know, that's the thing. All of those are just interpretations, you know. I, you know, my earliest visionary artist that super influenced me was a guy named Roger Dean. He's still alive and painting, he does a live podcast. And, um, he, he did, um, uh, my exposure to him was through the Yes album covers, specifically, oh, those are specifically, like, um, the the flying boat thing on uh, fragile and the and the endless uh, uh, you know uh, waterfall water, kind of thing. waterfall thing on the close to the edge you know those places even though those were paintings those seemed really almost like a photograph of a real place I could go to. And that just sucked me in so hard. And th- and that's the style I first started really trying to paint in was kind of a style like that. Cause I wanted to go and, you know, be able to bring my ideas back for me to look at, you know, like, like that i just thought that was super amazing that book views that he did that was a compilation of a lot of his work he's super into architecture and furniture design and wow it's just some really uh, uh, amazing like visionary concepts that um, continue to just manifest on on a really high scale and uh, so anyway he was really super super influential to me. Alex Gray was influential to me because of his connection to ayahuasca and and most of those. And his his uh his talk that I've heard him give a few times actually about his ayahuasca journey was was really abusing and and uh you know the most of those paintings come from that space and uh you know um uh, I was uh lucky enough to be in a in a show for Art Basil at a, a gallery called Moksha, uh Arts Arts Collective. And uh he would come down for that every year and I I got to hang out with him there and and uh watch him uh one evening the Saturday night, uh he did a live painting like right there on stage while in the middle of some really amazing music and a lot of trippy stuff going on and uh it, it's been a really great experience to connect with that work and 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 see where that's going from and cosm is the uh just the bomb in every way those that was my first exposure to him was that
2: book he put out called sacred mirrors that I've had got the oracle book
1: yeah oh, there you go you know, it's those,
2: insane. That's my favorite shit of his, personally.
1: Those drawings are just over the top. And seeing those life-size, which are huge, oh, man,
2: really cool. Highly initiatory, no doubt. Uh, yeah, yeah, I got that deck in Brisbane. I, I use them on every new and full moon. I go through the cards and I'm like, yeah, let's remember what we're about. That's, it's somewhere where it's like I have all the tools to remember, especially through art, like we're saying, but it's all good. <laughs> Um, it just happens to be a moment where, you know, maybe some punk rock bands are going to start or who knows. It seems like, you know, "Raging machine times are here and, um, I, I don't think it helps being isolated, honestly. I, do, I mean, you're in Florida, right? So if I'm in Colorado, it's getting cold now. We're walking around. is isn't really that much of an option. It's chilly. Um, but I think that uh, so like things like art hops and art galleries that's not really happening right now. <laughs> you know that's not internet. really
1: that's not really happening anyway, man. Everything's shut down. I mean, you know, Miami is the city of entertainment and nightlife, man, and all of that's just dwindled away. And the whole social distancing in a club, you know, not really conducive. So most of those have gone out of business. Lots of restaurants have gone out of business. And it's just kind of like, wow, kind of sad to see it go away. You know, this year, I I have been um, one of the featured artists uh, doing live art at UltraFest Music Festival for a number of years. And this last year, it got canceled. And that was like 25 years in a row, man. That was like the, one of the biggest music events in Miami every year. It was just a, a crazy spectacle. And, uh, you know, none of those none of those venues. The wheel done. has turned. Yes, that's exactly right.
2: So it gets weird because I guess, I mean, this, just hold on loosely. I mean, that's kind of the point. It's like not every, the only thing that's constant is change. Hopefully, human creativity continues to flourish. Um, you know, I'm sure people will write stories and make art and hopefully make decks and all sorts of stuff. I'm, I am glad you, uh, got another production out of your, uh, angel thing. I know that you, I mean, it was, it's a few months ago since I talked to you about that, but, um, sounds like, I mean, if, <laughs> people, y'all go check out his fucking Wizard of Odd decks and, uh, yeah. uh, yo, his angel, his deuce. Well, I don't even know what it's called at this point. Um, how was your,
1: how has your experience been with the, with the, with the tarot deck?
2: It's dope, uh, but I hadn't intended it at first, so it's kind of like, oh, cool. Um, I had so many tarot decks already that I'm just like, oh, my God. It, it's probably the best deck I have in terms of coolest. Uh, I also like the Starman tarot deck because it just resonates at a high level. But yours is the most information-dense. Very exciting. <laughs> it feels like Alex Gray in the sense that it's like, you know, layers upon layers upon layers. Um... And then also, I had been just trying to use it, uh, at specific times. So it's, it's not like something I use every day right now. It's something I use actually very, uh, specially. And I have it charging under selenite in a feather all the time. Oh, there you go. So I'm like, all right, when I really want to whip out the big guns, I pull that out. Um, I've got a, I mean, I'm just, like I said, I'm in a, I don't, I couldn't even tell you my personal transits right now, but it's like, it's been a weird year. And, uh, you know, learning, like I've been learning Japanese, doing all sorts of weird shit, getting engaged, um, just reading a lot, doing a lot, but at the same time being like, all right, what's going on? So I pro, I mean, I guess I got it like, you know, the perfect timing in its own way. Like I'm cool with that, but, uh, I haven't probably explored it to the extent Raphael has. I'll put it that way. But it's dope.
1: So I just pulled a, uh, I just pulled an angel card about this. What's going to be happening? Where's it going? And, and it's... Um, the
2: it's, angel of death.
1: It's number two, the angel of love and wisdom.
2: Perfect.
1: Yes, exactly. You have lived in an overwhelmingly unpleasant scenario long enough. My Perfect. point exactly.
2: Hallelujah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: My point exactly. God. Well, that,
2: I, it could only get so much worse. That's why I'm like, Yo, quag- it's either about to get really bad a- or it's about to turn.
1: A quagmire of unending dissatisfaction has held you in its grip. It's time to turn the tables and change it up. It's time to break free of the confining belief set that limits the limitless you. The complete liberation of your ultimate potential is at hand. Seize the moment. The all-important energy needed to sail into uncharted waters will be made available to you. Leaping empty-handed into the void is never an easy proposition. Leaving behind the past, the achievements, the successes you have used to define you can be somewhat disconcerting. Stick to it and vigorously apply yourself. Stay balanced and in harmony with the energy that surrounds you, and you will begin to feel yourself emerging from a state. of confinement you're free you free so much energy and emotion the waves of wonder and awe can hardly be avoided face the fear of the unknown embrace the emotions for they are the fertile soil for new growth immerse yourself in your newfound freedom
2: i'm all about that it's something about a a ship i was like oh you mean like the fragile ship going (laughs) close to the edge of the abyss here So, um, yeah, I can't wait to get that deck. I think it's going to be really, uh, helpful in my practice. Raphael, like I said, has used it before. You've obviously been using art, uh, as a, a tool for salvation, maybe even one could say for a long time. So I do appreciate what your output is, Brian, and I'm glad that you, um, that you're doing well. Like, I mean, I mean, I don't know anybody who's gotten COVID, quite frankly. Uh, actually, I say that my fiance's brother has it right now. But, um, yeah, it's it's crazy time, and I guess beauty and art and the artists and the dreamers are gonna have to fucking put rub their two sticks together and make holy fires of you know to to walk through or something because um, everything else seems kind of dull, boring, and repetitive and collapsing. So we've got to dream a better dream, and it seems like that's where we're kind of going. So uh, I guess any parting thoughts, Raphael? Brian, go ahead, Raphael.
0: Well, we are at a crossroads. We established that. I really love the card reading you did. So my last uh, proposition or contribution at the very end here would be to switch up the end track to actually pull up or play, the, because I guess up to this point, and I am welcoming anyone else aside from you, Brian. I'm the only one at least i'm aware of who has explicitly channeled your angel deck actually and uh, not wanting to shine the spotlight onto myself but just for synchronistic purposes at the very end of the show i played the 10 minutes of a channeling i did for the angel of love and wisdom because i channeled quite a few awesome. of, them awesome. 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 of them and he was one of them and here I would like to mention so it's not you know they haven't been popular This has like 30 views so maybe like you know five people have heard it so far but what was interesting in my journey with those cards is that I knew I wanted to get them like three years ago or something also to assist my channeling uh, practice. And the very first card I drew when doing that and like shuffling the first time actually was the first angel and uh, it was about divine hierarchy. So then I knew, well, at least in my personal sync, I'm on a on a and good the, wave. So, and the
1: creative yeah. fire. Yes, exactly. Awesome.
0: Yeah, so that's my last contribution. Let's say in that from that point of view, and yeah, Brian, your thoughts.
1: You know, I I was just going to ask you another question. You know, I since you, you, you did you channel the entire deck? I think you did, didn't you?
0: Not, let's say that explicitly. However, I can tell you about how many I did channel. So it's about, let's see, 42 of them. <laughs> Interesting number. Yeah. Uh,
1: yes, the ultimate question. The answer to the ultimate question, 42. <laughs> so so h- how did you find their personalities? How did you find those connections?
0: Right. So that's another uh, good point because before that I've mainly, and this is how Jim initially became aware of me as well through the channel and the, uh, some videos I have there. Mainly doing alien cards, but then also your tarot cards actually as archetypes, tarot archetypes, yes, and then the angels. And uh, I, I haven't actually deliberately channeled that angel level frequency anymore, but it was interesting because I would say, and everyone else can, you know, just check it out and make up their own mind about it. But that it had a slight uh, particular tinge of tone and frequency different slightly from most of the aliens or archetype that I channeled so I felt like there was a particular modality to all of them as a collective that was slightly shifted of course you know it's all bleeding into each other and anyways I'm always saying ideally I'm only accessing you know fifth density plus positive polarization entities anyhow but um I would say there was a or is a sp- particular kind of flavor uh, to them at least in
1: yeah the way it absolutely. comes through me you know absolutely and they're all just frequencies on the oh infinite, and very radio positive dial.
0: yeah yeah this for sure and very uh, i mean all of them are positive generally but with those i would say especially positive in a sense and very kind and yes, uh, yes. strong energy yeah so yeah, yeah. i mean yeah. big surprise yeah. if there's supposed to be yeah. angels right
1: <laughs> yes well <laughs>
2: unless especially because you, were... you weren't raised religiously so i think it's fascinating that you were drawn to them Right now, that's and that's the
0: other thing. What I always like to bring up when people then ask me what I'm doing there or whatever, and I'm like, yeah, imagine like talking with angels. That's like the old woman's way, let's say, of maybe relating to this. And I've been joking about this, and I'm still make the joke And I'm like, huh, and just like me, I actually did the similar thing, <laughs> just maybe in a roundabout way, not going for you know arch arch angel, arch angel Michael, but uh, going through this way. But you know, you know, in the end, the good thing is as maybe also in regards to the political discussion we had reminding you know not to shoot the messenger but actually look at the messages and you know discern the positive meaning for you and then all may be well
1: yes exactly exactly so thanks for having me on you guys i i enjoyed it immensely as always and uh we're going to be talking a little bit about art maybe a little bit on the, my upcoming show on Tuesday with Raphael. So you want to contribute or listen in, please do. And uh, Jim, I can't wait to get you the deck. I'll, I'll tell you as soon as I get it in my hot little hands and shoot it out to you.
2: Word. I forgot to say, um, the, the leaves that you sent me, I used them all when I was sleeping.
1: Oh, good.
2: Uh, right. And they all dried out, but I kept them all. And I actually found, they're sitting right now underneath um a very large like the size of almost of my foot um newt that dried out on a rock one day that i found so he's sitting on top of them and i was like oh i don't don't ask i'm not like a witch and then like a part of a spinal column of a deer
1: <laughs> Is it, it's a newt biting its tail
2: no it's just it, i mean uh, i know it's not oroboral or anything like that but uh I thought it was funny because it's like, oh, I'm still. I mean, I figured I might crush them up and burn them on a full moon or something. I don't know. What do I, I wouldn't now.
1: burn them, but I would crush them up. And if you have a little, little mini coffee grinder, that works great for that. Grind those things up into a fine powder. Take out the stems and save the powder. And and You're I'll tell well you. And I'll tell you some stuff too about the super right, cool. good. Yeah. Okay,
2: I guess a, a new carcass and a spine of a deer have been charging it. I don't know if that's good or not. I
1: think that works, bro. <laughs> Thanks
2: again for all you do, dude. You're cool as fuck. Um, always a pleasure to have you on. Sorry I was a little heavy-minded today. It's been a weird astrology as we discussed. It's and been a stuff. weird
1: world, bro.
2: <laughs> wheel, yeah. The wheel turns. and we're doing I guess the best we can. We're moving towards more freedom somehow. I've got to believe it. So, um. Yeah, Raphael, play us out on your channeling of the card that he pulled, and we will wrap up with some high magic and synchronicity. Awesome. Thanks, guys.
0: Thank you so much for joining. Thank you all for listening. Yeah, now special edition, 10 minutes of one of my channelings from three years back. In reference to the angel of love and wisdom, this channeling entitled Higher Densities Incarnate, which shall be... The last 10 minutes of this particular episode thank you all once again and enjoy yourselves
3: we speak as the angel of love and wisdom we are joining you within the synchronicity of the now does then to reflect upon the ideas of the densities and the dimensions, in that sense adjacent to your own current perception of 3D reality in that sense, including the fourth dimension of the impression of a linear time-space continuum only flowing in one direction. We then, within our aspect of love, represent the fourth density Within itself, doesn't, is the realization that time and space truly are malleable, that, in this way, the trajectory of time can go both ways, and that truly everything is here and now, and doesn't then there is not so much anymore the concept of linearity imposed upon your own definitions. You doesn't allow more and more magic to occur which truly is rooted within the idea of your own love within the idea of your unconditional acceptance of your own frequency as simply what it is right that moment. For does then you are no longer bound by the constructs of linear processes which would thus then hinder in this way or channel or funnel your frequencies, potentially even distort them in a specific way, for you understand that many things may only happen according to certain rules as long as you keep them within a 3D definition of time-space relativity and and cause-and-effect relationship upon that zero-sum game level. But as then, by accepting yourself unconditionally, you allow yourself to unlock from any and all of these linear perceptions, these tight definitions of time and space and of how things can come about, so that you may truly simply accept your own frequencies to be fractally manifested, even seemingly out of thin air, which truly is always what is happening anyways, for even if in that sense you enter a new, new room, you go to another location, you meet other entities and realize incredible opportunities that you truly have presented to yourself in that now, you realize the synchronicity of the alignment of your own energies with the energies of the experiences, of the events, of the entities that you are sharing with. As you understand this concept, you can equally understand that just as those experiences in that sense are most perfectly synchronized to your own frequency, Any and all moments are equally synchronized. So the greater change, the greater magic, the greater love, the greater acceptance you allow for yourself, the much less defined these changes will be within your world. And truly, everything can turn around you upside down, inside out, in any instant. And truly, you are in that sense traveling without moving. You are redefining the entirety of your reality. By the simple action of loving yourself unconditionally, for that unlocks you from any and all ideas of negative definitions, which truly simply are the restrictions you put upon the manifestation of your own reality, the confinement within which you contain the idea of your self love and your self acceptance. But now, as you are truly rising as the phoenix, both individually and as a collective civilization, you understand your own fire of self-love in this way to, as has been shared, simply burn away anything and everything that stands in its path as the ideas of negative, fear-based, control-based, scarcity-based definitions. So does then you may truly understand that everything always has been here and now, everything always is here and now. So does then any and all of your desires, any and all of the experiences that you wish to have shall be had by you within the infinity of the present moment. <clears throat> so does then within our further definition of wisdom, this represents the idea of the fifth density, a concept in that sense wherein which you are not only aware that time and space are malleable and that you can, in that sense, truly play along within the idea as a human incarnate and, in that sense, move your own body, move your own consciousness within various timelines and various states of consciousness. But then, within the idea of fifth density, this also includes a very acute awareness of your own parallel incarnations, of your own parallel realities, in that sense, So you are thus then not only observing the idea of one time stream and in that way switching your awareness from one time stream to another, but you are also in that sense aware of concurrent multiple streams of consciousness, which are in that sense delegated to the idea of fourth density, third density, awarenesses and consciousnesses, yourself fractalized on these levels. For the fifth density, thus truly is quite a different type, quite a higher frequency, which, in this way, is unlike what you had experienced before, but which also contains the concept of many of our angelic frequencies and many of the etheric energies that you have already encountered, which is also in that sense why we share many of the ideas and the concepts and truly much of the wisdom that you may glean from us. Much of us, in that sense, is common to the idea of a fifth density, positively polarized experience, and thus then the core of the message in this way will most often be similarly, fractally transmitted to you. For it is truly the very essence of you yourself understanding to be the idea of a creative entity, and to accept yourself unconditionally. Yet even right now within your definition as a human incarnate upon this planet at this very moment you're already accessing that the idea of unconditional love the fourth density in this way but by doesn't activating your own heart you're equally allowing yourself the benefit in this way of fractally accessing your own fractalized version of your fifth density consciousness as well and this doesn't allows you to not only accept yourself unconditionally and love everything that is for exactly what it is, but also have the wisdom to clearly discern what type of experience you truly prefer, how you really wish to relate with other entities, and which path truly allows you to have exactly the experience that you wish to have from your own perspective as your own higher self and thus then allow yourself to incarnate upon this sphere in unconditional love with everything and anything, but equally with the wisdom to always stay within your own integrity and always know that in this way the one is all and the all are one. So thus then allow yourself the wisdom of always maintaining the equilibrium of your own state of being, for your state of being is the foundation for the entirety of your reality and each and every now and the stillness and the love and the wisdom instilled within your state of consciousness does then allows you to access your own versions of fourth fifth and even higher density consciousnesses to be incarnated to be channeled within the current now and thus then already now even though in this way the collective might still have some way to go You can take a leap of faith and you can already live your life right now as a fourth, fifth or any type density awareness that you wish and allow the fractal representations of these ideas to be incarnated, to be lived out and to be experienced within your excitement of the present now as a human upon your beautiful planet of earth. So with this idea, we thank you. Radio, okie-tok, okie-tok. Radio, okie-tok, okie-tok.